Hey, before we get started on today's episode, I am so excited to announce that this show is brought to you and supported by PodPage. PodPage is the best service out there for easily and quickly creating your own podcast website. In fact, if you go to podcastmeanything.com, you will see that this entire website was created using the PodPage platform. You just drop your RSS feed in there. It pre-populates all of your shows. It gives you some customability in terms of design and what you want to, you know, how you want your layout to look. It comes with some other great features, including the ability for people to leave you voicemails if you want to, you know, receive customer feedback. They also collect your ratings and reviews from Apple Podcasts. So it is a great platform, makes it super easy to get a podcast website started without coding, without a bunch of nonsense, without all sorts of other headaches. And the best thing is, is when you publish your episode to your hosting platform, your new episode just automatically appears right there on your pod page. I can't recommend it enough. I love using it. So once again, go to podpage.com. And if you use the code PMA, PMA is in podcast me anything. If you use the code PMA, you get your first month free on pod page. So once again, go to podpage.com, use the code PMA and get started with a podcast website today. Very excited to bring on a dear friend, I would say, in the podcasting space and someone who is doing a bang-up job with one of the things that I think most podcasters would love to do, and that is monetize their podcast. We are chatting with Heather Osgood, the founder and CEO of True Native Media, a podcast advertising firm, and you can learn more about them at truenativemedia.com. Heather, thank you so much for joining us here on Podcast Me Anything. Thank you for having me on the show, Matthew. I'm really excited to talk about podcast advertising. I am excited to hear you talk about podcast advertising. Now, in full disclosure, I did work for True Native for a little while, so I do not make any qualified commissions on anything we talk about here today, but you know, I don't want anyone to think this is totally out of the blue. We do have a pre-existing relationship, but that shouldn't influence what we talk about today. I guess just to start things off, without talking about how COVID has really impacted things, just you know, general lay of the land, pretend 2020 hasn't happened Right. Like what was the state or what is the state of advertising on podcasts from where you sit in the true native seat? Well, I think the the biggest thing for me in podcast advertising is just a general awareness around marketers of what podcast advertising is and the value that it brings to the table. When I first started in podcast advertising, I would call companies and they really wouldn't know what a podcast was, believe it or not. And that's been about five years ago now. And now it seems like so many marketers are very interested in podcast advertising. They understand what podcasts are and they're intrigued by the idea. So I think really just the fact that so many marketers are aware and excited about podcast advertising has really helped increase the overall just investment in the space. From my vantage point, I definitely feel like podcast advertising is going well and is in a good spot, you know, even really post-COVID to prosper in the upcoming years. And now, as you talk about more brands, you know, when, again, pre-2020, when we thought about podcast advertising, what most of us thought about was probably the MailChimps of the world, probably the mattress companies, right? Some of these big national direct consumer brands that were tapping into what's generally a affluent, educated, and curious about new stuff consumer. Are those still the brands that dominate the space or, or are you seeing 
other types of brands, maybe more traditional businesses getting into the fray and and wanting to get involved? Direct response advertisers still do dominate the podcast ad space. So right now, um, uh, you know, direct response advertisers are going to be like the MailChimps and the mattress companies and the HelloFreshes and Blue Aprons and companies like that. So they still really are dominating this space. But I would say we're certainly seeing an increase in more, um, you know, branded ad campaigns that are happening, which is really exciting. And I would say just in general, more companies are looking to podcast advertising. I see that a lot of companies are trying to diversify away from social media and paid search. So, so many companies invest very heavily in those two mediums. But, you know, we're coming to a place where it's like, okay, I've been investing in Facebook for how long? And I think results are, you know, kind of plateauing for a lot of people. And so really diversifying into podcasting has felt like a very natural fit. So while we still do have that strong base of direct response advertisers, we're certainly seeing other people coming into the space, which is really exciting. I'm intrigued what you said about Facebook. I mean, I think one, to your point, right, we've been doing it for a long time and you know, maybe for some folks, it's just getting a little old, but also, right, given the environment that we're in, do you think there's also folks who are thinking, you know, maybe advertising there just doesn't feel moral or right? like maybe there's maybe there's more of a problem than just the the financials of it. Do you think that they feel podcasting offers something more desirable from both an economic standpoint, from that moral standpoint, political standpoint, anything like that? Yes and no. I think that if you are a large company, you are going to invest in social media. I don't think that very many of them are looking at it and saying from a a social or moral perspective, we don't think that it's a good idea to advertise on social media or Google for that matter. I feel like I've been asked about a gazillion times if I've watched The Social Dilemma, um, which I have. And, you know, I think that it's certainly given the current climate and so many different things that are happening currently as we record this at the end of October, right, that there is just there is so much division going on. And I think the the social dilemma really exacerbates or I, I shouldn't say it exacerbates, but it just shows at this very heightened state what exactly is happening in social media. So I think that there is some desire to pull back from that. And I wouldn't say overtly that I've had people come out and say that they are wanting to get away from that. But I do feel this desire to not have such a large dependency on one or two forms of marketing. And the beauty of podcast advertising is that it brings a lot of that influencer piece of the puzzle into play for marketers. You know, as a podcast host, you have a lot of influence over the audience that you've created. And when you are marketing a product, you're advertising a product, and you're using a host read ad, there's so much power in that. And brands and advertisers see that power. And they really, you know, they they have felt they have felt and seen that power within social media. But looking at what some other good options might be, I think podcast is a really good next step. So now Let's not ignore that there was a global pandemic, one that's still ongoing as we're talking. What did that mean for podcast advertising? Because I know at the very beginning, we did see downloads slow down a little bit, but it's picked back up. It's probably even stronger than it was before all this started. Was that true with advertising as well? 
I would say absolutely. You know, the industry is on track to do a billion dollars next year in 2021. And that was the case, you know, in 2019, we had forecasted that in 2021, we would hit a billion. We did not forecast that we would be hitting that in 2020. So really, we're still on track to hit that number. But the IEB or the Interactive Advertising Bureau came out with a podcast revenue study, and really all the facts were based in 2019. And That revenue study came out in July. So we've gotten some really interesting bits of information from that. And they do take a look at the pandemic and how that has slowed ad sales up. And without question, ad ad sales did slow up in 2020. I know for us at True Native Media, we had a lot of cancellations in that I think April was the worst month for us in terms of cancellations. But what's so nice about it is that it has really rebounded, I would say, quite quickly. And the same with podcast listenership, right? I think we were all kind of holding our breath. I remember hearing Tom Webster from Edison Research say, I don't think that this is going to help listenership, guys. You know, my experience has been that these types of things do not increase listenership. And I remember thinking, I don't know if I think he's right. I think that it's going to go up. But realistically, when people's patterns changed, if they no longer had that commute, if they know, I mean, all of our lives, right, they went from being somewhat scheduled and and maybe regimented to like, what are we going to do today? I don't know. What are you going to do today? You know, so it's like, When you're totally out of your routines for a prolonged period of time, um, that I think in and of itself made people kind of pull back from listenership. Um, But listenership, certainly for the shows that we're working with, has returned and increased. And I feel it's the same thing with advertisers. There was this tentativeness around spending because everyone was so uncertain and about what's going to, you know, what was going to happen. And now I think we certainly have returned to a close enough sense of normal that people and companies are willing to invest. I'm curious, as you look around at other forms of media right now, they are dominated in this season. As you mentioned, we're recording this at the end of October, heading into an election. And so they are dominated by one particular form of advertising, political ads. And I'm curious, have you seen them creep into podcasts yet? And if not, why not? That is a really good question. And I think that, you know, we at True Native Media have been through a couple. This is our second, you know, presidential election cycle that we're going through. And my first go round, I did not see any interest. This go round, we definitely have had interest. Um, But I don't I don't see it to the same level as like, for instance, in my prior careers in radio advertising or newspaper advertising, election season was a huge deal and we would get a lot of revenue from from, you know, election spending. I do think that it's entirely possible that there is maybe some election spending that's happening out there that I am not seeing. We do have some election spending, um, and I would say significant, especially when you compare it to other years, but not to the degree that I would have expected. I think one of the things that is so interesting about podcast is that everyone has a unique voice and the host has a unique voice. And I think in this election in particular, because there is so much division, I would say that a lot of our podcast hosts are reluctant to overtly promote something, right? They're not necessarily wanting to promote a particular candidate or a certain initiative. 
just because I, I think that they're concerned about what that could mean to their overall show. So I don't see that a lot of our podcast hosts are really eager to jump on that election bandwagon for advertisements. And we should probably point out, by the way, that you are still mostly host-read ads, right? You are not Correct. doing a lot of the dynamic, automated, inserted ads. So, right, if somebody buys an ad on one of your shows, the host typically is going to be the one who says, this podcast is brought to you by such and such and gives a sort of you know testimonial-like read on the product or service that they are talking about. So, you know, all the more reason probably why, unless they want to be endorsing or unless they have to worry about some sort of equal sides thing where they have to do ads for both sides and maybe they don't want to do both sides. And yeah, I I can see that being somewhat of a concern. So earlier you were talking about the podcasters themselves and what makes them such an appeal to the advertisers and use the term that I don't think we really throw around that often in the podcasting space, but I think it is very telling of what it means to be a podcaster that is accepting money to do advertising and that is influencer. So with that in mind, right, you talk to a lot of podcasters, you help them, you not only sell ads for them, but you also want to make sure that they do it well, that they're effective so that brands will come back and buy again or new ones will come on and jump on their show. So, you know, in the vein of letting podcasters know that they are influencers, how are you coaching podcasters to be effective once a sponsor wants to in, you know, have them do us a paid ad read. Yeah, I think it is really important that podcast hosts do think of themselves as influencers. And of course, there are varying degrees of influence. You know, we're fortunate enough to work with Pat Flynn and the Smart Passive Income team. And Pat Flynn has worked really diligently for many years to create his influence, you know, influencer status. When he says something, when he recommends something, people are going to listen to that. And so he, as well as most of our hosts, are very selective about the types of of advertisers they're going to take on because their voice does hold a lot of weight and the bar- the the partners the brand partners the advertising partners that they're choosing to work with have a significant impact on their audience right if if their audience is going to go purchase that product it's important that it's a, a quality product in terms of really creating a good host red ad i think that number 1 you do have to actually really like the product and you know, I've, I've said this time and time again, but I am shocked at the number of podcast hosts who do turn down advertisers because they're like, hey, I'm really not interested in that. We actually even had a podcast host recently, which does happen from time to time, where they received the product in the mail and they're like, this just doesn't work. I don't like it. I'm not going to run the ads, you know. So from our perspective, when we're working so hard to sell ads, we're like, oh, no. But from a brand perspective, it's really important to have someone, an ambassador for your product that actually really likes it and vice versa. If you're the host, you want to be marketing a product, advertising a product that you really feel like you can support. So having that initial authenticity is really important and really valuable. But then next after that, it's really, you know, podcasting is about storytelling and your ads shouldn't be any different. They should be, they should tell a story as to why your audience is really going to benefit from the product or 
you know, relate it to an experience that you've had in your own life. And that can be really powerful in conveying that message. So for me, it's really in terms of coaching our hosts, it's about making sure that we've got a good fit, making sure that we've got that authenticity piece. And then lastly, we always have to make sure that we're including all of the points that are important to the brand. We wanna make sure that the host is doing a good job really communicating their unique selling proposition you know, of that particular product. And so for the podcaster hearing this, who's like, I really wanna start doing ads, what do they have to think about or what are some steps that you would want them to take Before they reach out so that when they reach out, you could say, great, I've got just the brand for you. So first, you do have to think about your audience size. And I know that there's always a lot of talk about whether audience size is really important. And I've heard many people in the industry say, audience size isn't that important. You can still get ads. That may be true if you have a very, very specific niche target audience. But by and large, most people are creating fairly general content. And if you're creating generalized content, you need to have a large enough mass of people where a brand or an advertiser is going to benefit by buying ads because you've got enough people listening. So first, I think it's really important to make sure that your audience size is sufficient. Next, it's important to think about the way that you're approaching ads and your podcast. Are you formatting your show to make it so that it feels right to have ads in your show? I think we are in this you know, space sometimes where people are like, I'm just gonna throw the ad in here. I'm just gonna throw the ad in there. And really like, want it to be a fun listening experience for your your audience. We want them to feel comfortable with the transition points, not blindsided by an ad. So formatting your show appropriately is really important. And the other recommendation that I give, especially newer podcasts or smaller podcasts, is form some really powerful affiliate relationships. So there are lots of companies out there, Audible, Aweber, a couple that come to mind, that will create affiliate relationships with you and you can experiment with what it's like to have ads, right? So you just go and sign up for these affiliate programs, then you create the ad read and you educate your audience to let them know you're gonna have advertisers. And the other really powerful thing about affiliate marketing or ads within your your podcast is that you're gonna know if people are purchasing a product, right? Because you get paid every time somebody purchases something. So then you can sit back and say, gosh, you know, I know that I'm getting conversions and that's all really super rich data that you can give to a a prospective paying advertiser to say, we typically sell X number of dollars per month or per year for Audible and these are our typical conversion rates. So having that information is really important. And then lastly, especially if if you were gonna come to a representation firm, you wouldn't need this so much, but if you're going out on your own to sell ads, it's really important to have a media kit or some sort of a pitch deck where you've got a nice piece of material that you're sending out to people that talks about who you are as a show, who you are as a host, what your audience is like, what your reach is like, you know, those different pieces of information that an advertiser is going to need to make a buying decision. So that's a lot of good advice for those podcasters out there who want to start monetizing their show, want to start leveraging the audience they've built. I've always recommended the same thing, right? Start with affiliates and show, right? Like have some case studies that you can show an advertiser that says, yeah, maybe we only have 2,000 listeners, but you know we've converted 40% of them into affiliate sales. So 
that's a good rate that, you know, some advertiser might say, huh, that might be worth it if it's the right audience. So I really like that piece of advice. Lastly, what is the future, you think, of podcast advertising? What are the next big, exciting things that are on the horizon that you're excited for in 2021, other than hopefully being able to get out of our house more regularly? (laughs) (laughs) That will be a plus. I am looking forward to that. I am a huge advocate for dynamic ad insertion. And um, I know you had kind of mentioned that earlier in the program. When we think of dynamic ad insertion, often we think of it as being a pre-programmed recorded ad that just gets thrown into a podcast. Oftentimes, maybe the host doesn't even know what the company is. It's just this ad that's just kind of mass sprayed out there, right? But the other side of dynamic ad insertion is doing a host read dynamically inserted ad. And I could do I actually, I'm doing a, a whole presentation on dynamic ad insertion here in a couple of days for podcast movement, but I, I could talk about that subject for a long time. But in essence, with dynamic insertion, you're able to reach your full audience, both your current and back catalog episodes with ad messages. But I'm a big advocate for the host read dynamically inserted ads. Right now, about 50% of all shows are doing dynamic insertion and 50% are doing embedded ad reads. Um, whereas historically, they have almost all been embedded ad reads, right? If we were to go back five years, most all podcast ads were embedded. And the challenge, especially from a, a, a podcaster's perspective, is that when we're doing these embedded ad reads, we're getting paid for the first 30 days. You know, I talked to one of our shows this morning and they're switching to dynamic insertion, but they had a contract with one of their early advertisers that says they will leave those ads in their episodes forever. So here this advertiser paid for 30 days of ads and now they get constant, you know, their people are still listening to those older episodes and they're getting all this free advertising. So with dynamic ad insertion, it really allows you, the podcaster, to leverage the full um, the full size of your audience, um, which I think ultimately is is a benefit for everyone. And it's where I believe the entire industry is going. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more there. I have more and more clients who want to start doing ads and I am trying to encourage them to find dynamic technology that allows them to select what content goes in. And honestly, folks, you know, we're talking about advertising, but dynamic insertion technology doesn't just have to be about advertising. It could be about promo swaps with other shows. It could be about dynamically inserting content, right? There's a there's some talks out there of a news program where they're going to dynamically insert local content for people who are downloading that content in a certain geographical area and then changing it from place to place. So if you're not paying attention to dynamic insertion technology, uh, because you think it just means I'm going to get, you know, 40 Geico ads in my podcast, do a little bit more reading and, and pay a little bit more attention. Heather, if anybody is interested in learning more, right, they're a show that wants to possibly pick up some advertisers, or more importantly, you are a brand and you're thinking, huh, I want to get in front of podcast audiences Heather knows what she's talking about. She represents some really smart shows. How do they best reach out to you? TrueNativeMedia.com is a great place to find me. I also am on LinkedIn a ton. I love to create videos and post there and just try to create as much value for people as possible. So you can find me, Heather Osgood, on LinkedIn or TrueNativeMedia.com. Easy enough. We've been chatting with Heather Osgood, the founder and CEO of True Native Media. And if you 
haven't, or I guess by the time you heard this, if you didn't catch her during podcast movement, go get one of those video passes and go watch her presentation. Heather, it is a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Thanks for having me. It's been a lot of fun. 